Hello and welcome to the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. No matter where you're tuning in or what time you're tuning in, I really do appreciate you listening to the podcast here. I am your host, Daniel Gregory, and this is episode 453 of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. Just a quick reminder that on November 28th, I guess that's 2023, I'll be hosting a free webinar on working with tablets inside of Lightroom, particularly a Whatcom tablet. So if you've never used a tablet or if you've got a tablet and you've never set it up for Lightroom, I've got a free one hour webinar on that day. 11 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you head up to my website, danieljgregory.com and click on the blog link, you'll see a option there for registering for the free webinar. So this week, I wanted to talk about the significance of sort of influences and influences in photography, because one of the things when I ask people about who their influences is photography, they often name other photographers. They'll say, oh, I'm influenced by Annie Leibovitz or or Gordon Parks, or Ansel Adams, or Nan Golden. I'll name somebody who's a famous photographer that sort of hooked them, got them interested, that they sort of are really attached to in some way, in a really deep, meaningful way. It's a person whose work they admire. It's somebody maybe they try to replicate, imitate in some fashion. And so there's a deep connection to that photographer. But one of the things that's interesting is that our influences come from a broader spectrum than just the other photographers. We're influenced by a lot of things. So today's podcast is all about sort of looking at what are some of the other considerations we need to think about when talking about how inspiration comes from and how influence derives in our photography. And I think one of the first big ones is our life experiences. How we've lived our lives, who we are is shaped by everything that happens in our lives. And those are influences. Those influences are both positive and negative. But they also fuel a lot of our creative process. They have, in many ways, are what are responsible for sort of the emotional weight we bring to our photography. How do we think about things? How do we empathize with things? How do we respond to things? In a lot of ways, is shaped by the way our life has developed, unfolded, shifted, grown, and changed over time. By looking back at some of those kind of key moments, those defining moments in our lives when we can identify what sort of shaped us, whether it was an event, maybe it was a person, maybe it was somebody in schooling, maybe it was somebody in a job, maybe it was just a friend of yours, but they gave you some experience, some sense of something that exposed you to a different way of being. And at the same time, again, that emotional aspect of were there emotional moments in your life? I know for me, you know, the loss of my brother was a huge emotional moment for me that shifted a lot of the way I think about my life, not just my photography. And so tapping into that and recognizing the significance of that influence, I think is an important aspect of thinking about an approach that influences my photography. I think one of the pieces that is also sort of interesting, we talked about photographers influencing, but there's a lot of other art forms that people are interested in that can cause us to be influenced. One of my other big influences is Miles Davis, the jazz musician Miles Davis. The sense of rhythm and timing and sort of the sadness and the melancholy and the structure of Miles's music has always just really spoken to me in a really deep way. And I have particular photographs I've taken that are actually directly related to that experience of listening to Miles's music and thinking about Miles when I was out making the photograph and what that experience is like. That influence is something different, something outside the scope of what I normally would think of when I think of a photographic influence. I've always loved some of the paintings from like Andrew Wyeth. I've also loved some of the surrealist paintings. I've loved a variety of different sort of paintings over the years. And some of the sculptures that I've seen 
have really influenced me. And some of the sculptural artists I've met are so interesting in how they approach and think about the three-dimensional aspect of things and how light moves and manipulates, not in two dimensions like we oftentimes have as photographers, but as three dimensions. You know, and expressing and understanding how light will wrap around a three-dimensional object really has influenced a lot of how I think about light in my photography, because even though it's three dimensions compressed into two dimensions, trying to extrapolate back into three dimensions, how light wraps around objects, how it shapes and forms objects is really interesting to me. And I find that the sculptural element of that is important. I think a couple of other pieces to consider that are sort of important in understanding our influences also comes down to the way we were trained, the way we learned our photography. A lot of what we know is what we know, and then we know what we don't know. And then there's that bucket of we don't know what we don't know. And I think a lot of our influence comes from the areas of what we know and the areas that we're comfortable with. And so those sort of, in some ways, influence us and hold us back in many ways. We're bound by the things we know, and that experimentation, that desire to push outside that comfort zone can be a challenge at times. And I think that's one of the areas that sort of broadening our definition of a influence becomes important because we may not be influenced to move outside of our comfort zone by another photographer, but we might be by one of these other influence areas. So the way we learned our photography, the way we approach that, I think part of the aspects of that too that influences there comes into our style, some of our signature elements inside our photography. When we look at other photographers, when we look at other forms of art, when we look at other media, we can often see some of our stylistic elements and how they derived from the influence of somebody else's, whether that's our understanding of color, space, form, geometry, things like that. I think one of the other sort of side pieces that's an interesting one in influence that I hadn't ever really thought about considering this because it sort of leans heavily into the Photoshop technology camera world. But I do think part of our interesting aspects of understanding how we approach and are influenced by our photography is what's capable in the tools we have. And I'm looking at some of these new masking tools and some of the selection tools that are available that what used to be much more difficult to do, used to be much more difficult to make a good selection. You can get a selection a lot easier, which allows you to edit a lot easier, which allows you to then achieve your vision a lot easier. And so in some ways we are influenced by the tools when we learn that, oh, wow, I can select a sky and then only the bright parts of the sky. And I can alter just those with just a couple of clicks. And it allows me to shift and alter the way I might edit and process a photograph. I think is a really big deal. And I think that's a really big influence on us is how well we adapt and understand the technology we use and how that technology is continually pushing us, not just in features that it has, but in the ease we have in being able to achieve the sort of vision and ideas and concepts that we have. I think a couple of other pieces here we'll touch on from an influence standpoint that I think are important. I think one of which is the world we live in. Now, I'm a little biased in this because I am sort of a nature outdoor type photographer. That's one of my sort of run home genres. Given the choice, I'd probably rather be out photographing trees than a lot of other things. But that sense of the surroundings we're in drastically influences who we are. The type of photography, the type of things I was interested in when I lived in the core of the city are different than when I live in a more rural environment. When I photograph in the city, if I travel down to San Francisco or we go to Las Vegas to visit family or I travel somewhere else that's a big city, that makes a difference in understanding how I'm photographing. The noise, the chaos, the, the energy that's in the city shifts not only my things I photograph, but the pace at which I photograph and the way I respond to things that I photograph. 
that environment that we live in makes a big difference. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so important that we make sure that our processing, editing, viewing space is in many ways relaxing for us and serene for us. It allows us to focus because we're influenced by that environment. I think one of the other big ones that's come up for a lot of people that they didn't recognize this potentially years ago, or they were aware of it, but not aware of the strength of the influence are social issues, social justice issues that come up. We are all impacted by changes in the world and how we interact with each other. And whether it's on gender issues, cultural issues, religious issues, those all shape us. Our response to those shapes us. They inform us. They motivate us. They alter us. We find ourselves at some point, oftentimes hitting a break point where we're no longer willing to stand by and not do something about something that's impacting us. That's an influence. So no matter which side of the equation you're on, when it moves you to do something, when it causes you to have such a well up inside of you that you want to react to something, that's an influence. That's a shift in you. That's a change in you. And it's important to recognize those. And I think as photographers, it's really important to not only just recognize those, but then to find a way to have that show up in our photography. And by that, I don't necessarily mean in the photographs you take, but in the photographers you support, the photographers you share, the photographers you respond to, that you inform other photographers about. And so if you are interested in the impact of something on violence in schools or violence between countries or the loss of health care, what it means to age in this country, whatever it is, you don't have to be the photographer that does those photographs, but you can be the photographer that helps amplify that message, that thing that's influencing you, you can, by how you talk about photographers, how you look at photographers, how you share what they have to say in a meaningful way to other photographers and other people, I think it becomes important. When they have shows, when they have gallery openings, when they have work in blogs and in magazines and online editorial pieces, sharing that becomes an important part. It's a way that you're able to stay connected to that influence, even though it's not directly coming out in your photography. I think a couple of other pieces that are just worth sort of a a mention is that social media is an influence. I think it's a it's a big one for people. We see things in social media a lot. We respond to those. We try to replicate those. We try to recreate those. And one of the challenges there is, again, an influence can be both good in the direction that it pushes us and can push us in a direction that probably isn't the right thing for us to do photographically. And recognizing that sometimes we are influenced in a way that has us recreating the same wheel or somebody else's wheel is important. And I think that shows up a lot in social media. I hear that a lot when people talk about social media, that they feel like they're redoing the same thing over and over again. And they feel like it's going to be a challenge to let that go. And a lot of that comes from, again, we replicate what we see. And if we're looking at images on social media that are not necessarily what we're interested in, that can become sort of an interesting process for us to sort of try to break out of. I think a couple other just quick ones worth mentioning. I, I mentioned that, you know, when I travel, I sort of photograph differently when I lived in the city and all that. I think also recognizing where you live makes a huge difference. There's a culture to where you live. I live on the south end of Whidbey Island. It's an artistic area of the island, much more liberal and where it's politics. That influences how I think about things, how I photograph things, how I approach things. So recognizing that the where you live, just even the microcosm of where you live can be a big influence on that. And then I think the last one I just want to touch on real quickly, because I think this one hits a lot of people. We're influenced heavily by the response to our photographs. This goes back sort of in line with social media, but even if you're just showing family and friends or you're putting art up in the coffee shop or you're putting it to the gallery, we're influenced by how people talk about our work. 
And we are motivated when we get the feedback we're expecting. And we're discouraged when we don't. And even if we're able to rationalize out and understand that everybody's got an opinion, all the feedback is valuable or not, we still struggle sometimes with the influence and shaping of that feedback as it comes back to us. So I think it's important to recognize that that's an influence. And that that type of influence at the right time can be gasoline on a fire. And at the same time, it can be water that puts the fire out. So recognizing that part of the reason I want to talk about influence today is we don't want an influence to be the thing that extinguishes our process and our creative practice and our excitement around our photography. And that's why it's important to recognize we have multiple influences. We have a lot of things that impact how we sense and approach and think about our photography. And by identifying those and understanding what are those characteristics within those influences that matter can make a huge difference in not only helping us align ourselves to the type of photography we want to create, but also helps us understand when we're not making the type of photography we want to create. I hope you have a wonderful week behind the camera, behind the monitor, in the darkroom, whatever you're doing with your photography, looking at a book, going to a show. I hope it's an amazing experience, an amazing time. I really do appreciate you listening to the podcast. It means the world to me that you're out there listening. Again, if you like the podcast and you change podcast platforms, we're up on most of the major podcast platforms. Make sure you continue to subscribe subscribe there if you flip providers. And if you like the podcast, go ahead and give us a ranking up there and a rating, and that will help other people find the podcast. So if you find it valuable, it'll help other people find it's valuable. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.